is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to Be You Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So would you consider yourself someone who has the mindset of a victim, you're probably going to say no. Do your actions say that? Do your actions match up with what you just thought when I asked you that question? When you look at a task, when you look at a career move, when you look at anything that you don't have that you say you want, anything you complain that you don't have, anything that you're praying for, wishing, hoping, wanting, Do your actions show you as someone who is a victim, someone who is showing up in lack, scarcity, someone who thinks that difficult is a bad thing, someone who believes that something or someone outside of you needs to show up, land in your lap, show up in your awareness, knock on your door for you to be able to get or achieve what you want. I'm sure many of you are still saying, no, absolutely not, not me. But what do your actions say? Now make sure you're not hearing this as judgment. Just be very neutral with yourself. We're gonna look at your actions. What do your actions say? When you look at something that you say that you really, really want, that you really, really deserve, that you've always, always hoped for, that you're envious of other people for, whether it's success or it's their fitness level or it's the type of relationship that they have, it's the kind of clothes that they wear or the car that they drive or perhaps just the level of peace that they seem to walk through life with. When you observe anything you don't have in someone else in their life, do your actions tell me and tell yourself that you're operating as a victim or are you operating as a creator? I've mentioned before, and I learned it in a personal development course years ago, the idea that, that you and I are the director of our own theater. I didn't like hearing that the first time I heard it because then I didn't get to blame anybody for anything. <laughs> yes, they did do that, but you're still the director of your own theater. You get to manage your perception of that. You get to decide how you see it, how you feel it, how you experience it. You get to decide what you do about it. You and I are the director of our lives. We're co-creators with that higher power that we call the divine. So are your actions showing up that way? When you look at what you want, 
what you desire, what you pine for, what you what you envy, what you really, really want, whether it's looking in the mirror and wanting to be healthier or in better shape, a job that you want. Do you show up in your life with your actions, not with what you're saying, but your actions as someone who believes that she can have that and get that and achieve that and create that? If you don't, it's okay. But we have to be really honest with ourselves about this. This is so like elementary, I know. But look at how many people are living their life in a way that they really believe, oh, no, no, I'm not a victim. I can't stand victims. But yet they're not creating change or they're not accepting the blame for the way things are in their life. There should be no blame, but I think you know what I mean. They're not accepting responsibility for the way their life is, but they're saying that they're not a victim. I'm not a victim. Are you kidding me? I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. Look at my childhood. Look at the life I've created. Yet, they say things like, well, it's not my fault that I'm big boned. You know, with the way things are these days, I mean, people just don't want to spend money. It's not easy to sell when people are in the state that they're in right now. The state of the world has made it so that Oh, this is a horrible time to start a business. Who would start a business right now? Who would start a podcast right now? Who am I to write a book? When we look at life and we tell ourselves and our actions tell everyone else and ourselves that we're the director of our own theater, that we're living as a creator and not as a victim, we believe that there's no cap to how much we can learn, evolve, and change. And we believe that about other people as well. So we don't believe in an, in a finite amount of anything. We don't believe there's only so much, you know, out there. We look at like life as like the ocean. It just, it just never ends. There's enough for everybody. There's enough air for everybody. There's enough joy for everybody. There's enough money for everybody. There are enough clients out there for everyone. People who believe that they are a co-creator and they don't live as a victim don't just say, I'm not a victim. Right. If you have to keep telling everybody you're not a victim, you probably are. But those of us, and this used to be me, by the way, who say we're not, but yet in our actions, in our actions, we just believe that life shouldn't be hard. Everything should just be easy. If we don't want to do things that we don't want to do, especially when we don't want to do them, especially when no one's watching, but we still want the result as if we had, that's a victim mindset. That's me walking around like a puppet instead of like the director. I can't help it. Someone else is pulling the strings. I can't help my genetics. I can't help that I was raised in a chaotic family with, with so much abuse. That's not my fault. We grew up on food stamps. We, you know, had physical, mental, and sexual abuse in our family. What do you expect from me? I can't help that I was married to a cheater. It's not my fault that my husband ran out on us. Many times our actions say, even if our words aren't saying it, that the difficult times we're going through, anything difficult, like hard is bad. Instead, someone who's a co-creator says, I don't like difficult. I mean, I'm not stupid, doesn't feel good, but I know I'm being set up for something better. I know I'm being polished like a stone. I know that this is happening for me, even though it doesn't feel like it. I know that. When you, victim, puppet, fixed mindset, 
lack scarcity. When you say all the reasons why something won't work, all I do is see how it would work. In fact, the reasons that you list that it won't work, I can easily flip those in two seconds into an opposite sentence before you've even formed your next thought. That's what a co-creator says, and that's how she walks through life. She's not better than the person who shows up as the victim. There is something to the fact that some people are much more likely to show up with a victim mindset or a fixed mindset. I mean, there are books written on this, right? But if you and I believe that those people can never change, we're applying a fixed mindset to people with a fixed mindset. It may be more difficult to rewire them for them to rewire themselves. For some reason, right? Some people just think more abundantly. However, it absolutely can be learned. I listed a few questions on another episode that I know Byron Katie asks, and it's so powerful. You know, whatever the statement is, is that true? Your victim statement about life, is that true? Are you sure it's true? Are you sure that it's true? Is it true all the time? Yes. Is it true 100% of the time? Yes. Are you positive? Show me evidence. Okay, well, maybe not all the time. Most of the time, show me. Now, are you positive? Okay, well, maybe not. Well, how else could it be true? How? What else could be true here? Right? Taking those statements that are running our lives. I mean, these are, it's like a record player just on repeat in our mind and we're living this way. And it's just our narrative and we don't even know it. What if we unlearned that? What if we unlearned that? And we decided to think differently as difficult as it is. And we started saying, I can change my thoughts. And my thoughts will change my reality, my perception of reality. That's going to become how I show up in this life day in and day out. Because how I see the world is how I see me. I'm seeing it as I am. So even though this isn't natural for me, I can start thinking of everything as if I am the director and the co-creator with God. It doesn't mean everything is my fault. It means I get to decide how I respond and react to everything in my life. And I get to ask myself, how did I contribute to this? How did I attract this? What is this here to teach me? What do you want me to learn about me in this situation? If I'm not getting what I want from a relationship, I get to ask myself as the director of my own theater, not as the puppet, not as the victim, not as how most people see life. As the director, as the co-creator, I get to say to myself, if I'm not getting that from that relationship, the question to ask myself, the powerful question, because remember, shitty questions give us shitty answers. Powerful questions give us powerful answers. If my question is, hold on a minute, Am I giving that to myself? And if I'm not, why not? If the question is, why do I have so many friends who are not loyal? A couple of questions I could ask as the director of my theater is, one, why did I attract them? When in my childhood did I not feel that people were loyal? Because I probably am replaying that as an adult, hoping to get a different result. And I probably attracted that and brought them into my life because what? Because that feels safe. Because safe is what? Safe is our norm. Safe is what we remember. Doesn't mean it was actually safe. And then I can ask more powerful questions of myself. Am I willing to let that go? 
am I willing to let it be different? Am I willing to look at those relationships where people don't have my back and understand where I'm not having my back? Ask myself where it came from when I was a child, because that's 100% where it came from. This is a real example for me, by the way. Oh, I didn't feel like my mom had my back. That's kind of a big deal. How can I heal that within myself? I can't change my mother, but I can go within myself and do some inner child work. And I can release all of the sadness, the anger, whatever I feel around that. So if I am living my life as a victim, and I know that word has such charge around it, a lot of us, at least for me, I didn't want to admit that I was living as a victim because it sounds so pathetic, doesn't it? It just sounds awful because we think of victim as completely helpless. And, you know, I wasn't helpless. I was a doer. I was an achiever. I was a go-getter. But I absolutely was walking around this life as a victim. I just didn't know it. Remember, our energy enters the room before we do. Our actions tell everybody everything they need to know about us. Our words actually don't mean a whole lot. They mean something, but our energy and our actions speak so loudly that many times people can't hear what we're saying. And because I was such a doer and achiever, see, I was overcompensating. I was trying to feel safe, but I was also overcompensating for the fact that I truly felt helpless because that's how I felt as a child. So just because you're making shit happen does not mean that you are living your life as a creator, as a co-creator, as a director of your theater. If you're not willing to say you're sorry, if you're not willing to own your shit, if you're not willing to say, I apologize, my words clearly hurt you and I want to acknowledge that and I'm very sorry. If you can't do that, you absolutely don't live your life as the director of your own theater and as a creator. You're coming from scarcity and not even knowing it. Because it feels empowering to point and blame and not say we're sorry and talk around it. Oh, yeah, I probably should have said it differently. That's not an apology. You can have a great job and look like the perfect mother and do all kinds of things that check those boxes and not be walking through life with intention. You can still be living a life reacting instead of creating. If you're living life as a co-creator, You use the reasons that other people say things won't work as the fuel to make them work. Like like when you hear someone else say it won't work for these reasons, it actually lights you up and you, you, you think to yourself, okay, I'll show you how it'll work. You truly believe that even if you don't have the tools and the resources and even if you're not super smart, that there's a possibility that you can figure it out. You'll somehow figure it out. My husband and I talk to our kids about this all the time. The ability to say, I will figure it out is so powerful. It's not knowing how to figure it out. It's being able to say and truly believe with conviction that you will somehow figure it out. Figuring it out could be going out and asking someone else to show you. Taking your resources that you have around you and tapping into them. But to just lay down and say, yeah, it's too hard. That's not going to work. And there are people who are that bold in their victimhood. And there are people who would never let those words come out of their mouth. But again, they're walking through life that way. They have a lot of resentment, a lot of envy, a jealousy. They're passive. 
they stay complacent in a relationship, in a marriage maybe, and complain about it or secretly pine for something else, but they're not willing to change, it doesn't mean running for a divorce. I mean, if someone chooses divorce, fine, but I'm saying they, they don't do anything to actually change the relationship and they don't do anything to change themselves and their own perception of the relationship. But they would never, ever, ever see themselves as a victim, but that's exactly what they're being, a puppet. Well, I can't help it. I'm married to a guy who doesn't even notice me, doesn't even see me. It's like I'm invisible. Okay, what are you doing about that, Susie? What are you doing about that for yourself? Of course, you should be seen and heard, et cetera, from your partner. But are you seeing and hearing yourself? Are you acknowledging yourself? Are you holding yourself? Are you loving yourself? Are you healing yourself? Then look through that lens when you look at your marriage and your relationship. People who live as the creator, the co-creator, they don't need anything outside of them to make their life the way it needs to be. They don't need anything to drop in their lap. They're not saying, oh, I don't need anybody. But I'm saying they believe that they have somehow within them the ability to learn what they need to learn, to create what they need to create, to attract what they need to attract, to go get theirs. And it doesn't mean that they're walking around constantly with that, you know, toxic positivity. That actually comes from lack. People pleasing, avoidance, all of that is coming from fear. When they look at money, they may have hardly any money, but their mindset is, I'm not a victim. I can figure it out. It may be a lot more difficult for me than it is for other people, but there's plenty of money out there somewhere in the universe. And I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be money. I'm going to create it. I'm going to attract it. I'm going to believe I deserve it. I'm going to believe that I'm worthy. Now, there are people that think this way, guys, and they've never, ever, ever read a personal development book, listened to a podcast, or learned this. It's just who they are. They just think this way. Now, can you be both? Yes. I was a hybrid of both, and I I many times will be both. I was such a doer and achiever, and I was just a figure shit out kind of person. You know, I am sure many of you can relate to this. You know, when I was 13 years old, I was figuring out how to make money. I was riding an old broken down bicycle to my first job before my 15th birthday, before I was legally allowed to work. Every time I looked at a situation, I, I just thought to myself, this is going to work out. I'll figure it out somehow. If I don't get this job, I've got another one lined up, but I'm probably going to get the job. Like, I'm just wired that way. And I still was walking around in many other ways as a puppet, as a victim. I was constantly wanting everybody else to rescue me, everybody else to change. I wanted everybody to be the the way that they needed to be so that I could be happy and loved. I didn't know any better, right? No No one taught me any different. So once I did know different, then it was my duty to make those changes. And I did. And I'm still making them just today. You know, our last episode was on why you deserve to have a life coach. You know, what that looks like. And I just spent an hour and a half on the phone with my life coach, Christine Hassler. So this this is not a one and done thing. You know, you don't get to say, well, I'm in this camp, not in that camp. I'm better than you. Done. 
No, I mean, I'm still constantly, constantly finding more stuff that needs to be and deserves to be healed. Lessons that I'm learning, painful lessons, struggles. Why is it like this? I even said to her the other day, God, you'd think I'd get it by now. She's like, Jill, stop. You're human. You're having a human experience. You're never going to fully always get it. That stuff's always going to pop up. It's just a matter of how quickly we can snap back, right? So when you get into that driver's seat as the co-creator of your life, as the director of your own theater, it doesn't mean there's no one else on the bus. You're still going to have yourself who shows up as a puppet and a victim. Scarcity, fixed mindset, lack. Things are hard. Things shouldn't be hard. Hard is bad. Why? Why is this happening to me? There's only so much of this or that. Like that's going to show up. But through your personal growth journey and your healing, it's going to show up and then fade away. Show up, you have the realization, and then it sits back down. Does that make sense? Now be really careful because if you're someone who feels like you're pre-wired to be a director or you've done, quote unquote, the work as they call it, if you for a second get into judgment toward people who show up with lack in the way they show up in the world, you're right there with them. You can't judge them. But man, it's annoying, isn't it? (laughs) I have one particular child I love so much and this particular child automatically always goes to lack. Well, how's that going to work? Well, yeah, but don't you think it's going to be hard to sell that? I mean, the weather's not going to be good that day, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's just like Eeyore. And that child will have the decision to make. Once the awareness is there, it doesn't matter how many times I've said it, the awareness still isn't there. Once the awareness is there, that child, now young adult, is going to have a decision to make. Am I going to go down this road or that road? It's interesting because the road of personal growth, healing, spiritual awareness is so bumpy. It's so uncomfortable. It can be so painful. Yet the other road that feels easy because it's safe and normal to them, the lack, the scarcity, the victim, life is hard, life shouldn't be hard, they have no idea that it's a different kind of bumpy. And they're either going to get it or they're not. You know, I spent so many years, almost 13 years, working in network marketing. And so I had this very large business and large team. And so I worked with my team and then also other people's teams. And I'm telling you, I could just spot in the first, I don't know, 60 to 90 seconds, maybe 120 seconds, I don't know, of a conversation, whether someone saw life as the theater that they were the director of, or if they saw themselves as sort of a puppet or just a passenger on the journey of life. And I knew immediately, whatever they were, whether or not the business was going to work for them. And I also knew that if they did show up more as a puppet, as a victim, fixed mindset, that they could do well, but it was going to have to take like a major life event, like, oh crap, my spouse lost their job and I need to make this work. 
or major lightning bolt, aha, spiritual awakening, personal development moment that woke them up. But outside of that, I mean, they were just going to barely get by. And unfortunately, that was the majority of people. I would say probably 80%. That doesn't mean they're negative people. It means they think there's only so much, so many resources, so much money, so much time, so many people they can talk to, so much opportunity. There's only so much. You see, it's a fixed amount. And they can only learn so much, especially by a certain age. Well, I'm 50 by now, you know. That's just how they be. Now, I have seen a couple of people have major breakthroughs and shift through that, um, but it's pretty rare. And then the people who naturally are more wired for abundance, as I said, they still dip back into puppet and victim, right? It still happens. And they have the opportunity to keep leveling up and leveling up and leveling up. And how do you level up? It's not about learning and becoming better. It's unlearning. It's the opposite unlearning everything you thought you were supposed to be in this life and that you have to be and that people expect you to be, unlearning the patterns from your parents and their parents and their parents, unlearning the stories that you created subconsciously when you were a child about yourself, about money, about people, about relationships, about love, about sex, about faith, about everything, unlearning that and coming home to yourself which is truth, which is love. And as you heard and have heard on so many other podcasts we've shared, when you and I do that, that's when the life that we want so badly is summoned and just comes to us. It doesn't mean it's without hard work. It doesn't mean it's without consistency, but it comes to us with ease in the fact that we don't have to chase it or force it. So do the relationships. So as you go about your day over the next few days, just watch your actions and watch the actions of others. Do you tend to blame, judge, and shame? Do you tend to speak or act in a way that puts the ownership of your life on other people, even if it's your parents from when you were a child? Do you tend to say and show up in a way that's screaming to the world, which remember, you're also speaking the language of energy, which is vibration. I can't. It's hard. It's too hard. Hard is bad. There's only so much. Change is difficult. How are you showing up? Are you doing the one day, someday stuff? Well, I'd like to have that life, but maybe one day. What about today? What if you just decided today? What if you woke up Today, as in you're already awake, but you wake up right now and you decide, I get to have fun in my life. I get to be someone who has plenty of money. I get to be someone who shows up this way or that way. I get to, yeah, I get to, but it doesn't feel normal. Then you probably should do it. And look at your routine. Look at the way you're showing up every day in your actual routine, going through the motions from morning to night. And Is what you're saying and what you're doing and how you're being and the people you're surrounding yourself with and the things that you're watching and listening to, are they supporting the life that is created by someone who is the director of her own theater, a co-creator with God? Or is it creating the life that you say 
you want to escape. The most beautiful part of this is we get to. We get to. Don't have to. Don't gotta. Getta. You're loved no matter what. Just as you are. But if you get one trip on this earth, how's it going to be? I say you get to decide. <laughs>